G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. This podcast is made available by Vision Christian Media, thanks to the generosity of our supporters. Your donation today means great podcasts like this remain available to help people look to God daily. Please make your donation to Visionathon today at vision.org.au. Today, Pastor Greg Laurie explains how the Christian perspective differs from the attitude of our culture. Everything is always about self. Psychology says, be confident, assert yourself. Materialism says, be possessive, please yourself. Humanism says, be capable, believe in yourself. Pride says, be superior, promote yourself. Jesus Christ says, be unselfish, humble yourself. This is the day when the lost are found. us to look out for number one and it's every man for himself and as a result the world is also full of lonely unfulfilled people looking for something they can never seem to find today on a new beginning pastor greg laurie points out that the lord's plan for fulfillment doesn't come from focusing on our own needs but rather by focusing on what we can do for others a great encouragement to elevate our way of thinking today called upside down living everybody let's grab our Bibles we're in our happiness series and we're in Philippians chapter 2 again that's Philippians chapter 2 and the title of my message is upside down living let me start with a question when someone is a photo that they shot a group shot and you happen to be in the photo and they show it to you who do you look for first now be honest don't lie you're in church who do you look for first Well, in most cases, you look for yourself, right? That's just the way we're sort of wired. I mean, what is the most popular kind of photography today? Well, of course, is a selfie. Everybody's taking selfies everywhere. I have people come up to me on occasion, they'll say, can I take a selfie with you? And I'll usually say yes. Uh, These are usually complete strangers. And they come up to me, and then they like, because I have to be in the shot with them, they, they grab me, put their face up next to my face. They're holding, you know, their phone out like, like this. Okay, wait, wait, I almost have it. And I'm like pressed up against a complete stranger saying, make this end quickly. But selfies are, are so popular right now. In fact, some people, you've probably heard about this, are literally dying to take selfies. Did you know that in the last few months, 73 deaths were directly linked to people taking selfies in dangerous places like on the train track? Why do people take selfies on a train track and also in very high places? But really, this sort of sums up something. And what what is it? Well, we're living in what one might call a selfie culture. Or to put it in another way, we're living in a selfish culture. 
So why do I bring all of this up? Well, we're looking at the book of Philippians together. And as I pointed out earlier, the theme of this book is happiness. Now if you're gonna go to the culture and say, how can I be a happy person? The answer would, in so many words, be be a selfish person. Focus on yourself. Love yourself. Think about yourself. Esteem yourself. It's all about self and the Bible gives a different answer. The Bible, in effect, to loosely paraphrase, tells us, if we want to be happy, we should not be selfish, but rather it tells us if we want to be happy, we need to be selfless. And that certainly bubbles up here in Philippians chapter two. Jesus said, it is more blessed or happy to give than it is to receive. And we think, no, it's more happy to get stuff than it is to give stuff. No, the opposite is the case according to Jesus and the rest of the Bible. True fulfillment does not come by putting our needs first, but it comes by putting the needs of others first. And that's why I've called this message Upside Down Living, because that flies in the face of conventional wisdom today. So it's about others. Putting others first, but this isn't so easy, is it? because, well, there are people that just irritate us or uh, we don't like to be around them and sometimes that's our husband or our wife or our parents or our kids or coworkers or people we're around a lot and we say, these people are so irritating. Newsflash, did it ever occur to you that you are an irritating person to someone else I guarantee it's true. I'm sure I'm an irritating person to quite a few people. And so that's something we need to understand. That, you know, there are people that we're not going to necessarily be drawn to, but at the same time, we are to love them, especially if they're in the church, because we are all part of the family of God. So here's what the Apostle Paul is saying here in Philippians. He's saying, you need a new paradigm. You need a new way of thinking. And here it is. Let's read about it. Philippians chapter two, starting in verse one. Paul writes, Therefore, if there's any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy that you be like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem others better than themselves. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but for the interests of others. We'll stop there. Here are the words of Paul from a modern translation, same verses. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Are you kidding me? <laughs> if you live this way, it, it, it'll change everything about your life. You see, because the culture does not say this. And if we go back historically, this is not what we learn from even civilizations. I mean, if you look at all the great kingdoms of the world that have come and gone, everything is always about self. Greece effectively said, 
be wise, know yourself. Rome said, be strong, discipline yourself. Epicureanism, which is the pursuit of pleasure, says be sensuous, enjoy yourself. Education says be resourceful, educate yourself. Psychology says be confident, assert yourself. Materialism says be possessive, please yourself. Humanism says be capable, believe in yourself. Pride says be superior, promote yourself. Jesus Christ says, be unselfish, humble yourself. Humble myself? That seems like a recipe for disaster in the world today. In fact, when we think of humility and meekness, we don't think of those as virtues. We think of those as deficiencies. But yet, did not Jesus say, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth? And Christ said of himself, I am meek and lowly in heart, so come on to me. But you need to understand there's a big difference between weakness and meekness. Let's say that um, somebody hits you in the face and you don't hit them back. And the reason you don't hit them back is because you're weak and you're afraid. But let's say that you're trained in mixed martial arts and, uh, and you're quite a street fighter and someone hits you in the face and you don't hit them back. That's not weakness, that's meekness. See, meekness is power under constraint. When someone gets on the back of a stallion and rides it at full speed and then pulls back on the reins and the horse stops, that horse is being meek. It's submitting itself to the will of the rider. It has the strength to go on, but it submits. So when I'm being meek, it doesn't mean I'm weak. It means that I'm submitting myself to God. And that is how I am to live as a believer. God is saying you want real happiness and genuine success, then put Jesus first and others second. In fact, there's a simple acronym you can use to sum it up. J-O-Y. J is for Jesus, O is for others, Y is for yourself. You wanna live a happy life? You wanna live a joyful life? Jesus others, yourself. Here it is simplified. Following Jesus and loving others. Following Jesus and loving others. What did Jesus say? He said, if you love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul, and your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself, you fulfill all of the commandments. See, it's just so simple if we would focus on that. But a lot of times we're not focusing on that. <laughs> We're not putting Jesus first, we're putting ourselves first, and as a result, we find ourselves depressed. Great to have you with us. This is A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie from Harvest Ministries in the US. And today, he's sharing a message from his Happiness series. It's called Upside Down Living. Let's continue. Listen, if you find yourself down in the doldrums as a Christian, if you find yourself depressed, I have a 10-step solution to depression. So if you're taking notes, write this down. 10 steps to get rid of your depression. Are you ready? Step number one. Do something for someone who has greater needs than you. Do something for someone who has greater needs than you. Go to a convalescent home and visit someone who's staying there. 
uh, go to Skid Row on one of our missions and reach out to people that are literally living on the street. Go to someone with a need. Go to someone who has a greater need than you. That's step number one. Okay, here's step number two. Repeat step number one nine more times. <laughs> now listen, I'm not dismissing clinical depression. I know that can be very real. But I'm just talking about that general kind of depression we can find ourselves in that frankly is sometimes a result of just being selfish. And instead of being selfish, try being selfless. In other words, stop thinking so much about yourself. All right, so let's identify some key points here from Philippians chapter two. If you're taking notes, write this down. Never let selfishness or conceit be your motive. Again, never let selfishness or conceit be your motive. Look at verse three. Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. As the New Living Translation puts it, don't be selfish. Don't live to make a good impression on others. So first I start with self. And it's interesting, before anything else is said, Paul sort of drills down on this because the love of self is probably at the root of maybe all of my problems, but if not all, certainly most of them, because we want our own way. James puts it this way in James 4, 1 to 2. Where do you think all these appalling wars and quarrels come from? Do you think they just happen? Think again. They come about because you want your own way, and you fight for it deep inside yourselves. You want your own way. And by the way, this goes way, way back to our earliest days as a kid. Well, my granddaughter, Stella, was a very little girl. I remember I took her to a toy store once and um, they had a little dollhouse set up on a small table, a low to the ground that the kids could access. So, you know, the house had little bits of furniture and dolls and such. And she went over and started organizing it and, and putting the little figures in the chairs. I thought, it's so cute. Girls are so, uh, you know, they love to do things like that. And I'm just watching it in amazement. And I'm thinking this thought to myself, girls are so good. They're just so good. Look at her with a little dollhouse. And suddenly a man comes walking in with a little boy about the age of Stella. And I'm not making this up. This boy was on a leash. He had some kind of a harness around the boy uh, and this boy is lunging at the dollhouse. He wants to destroy it. And the man is pulling on the leash and I'm thinking, pull that leash harder. And I just thought to myself, you know what? Boys are bad and girls are good. Well, a couple days later, uh, uh, we were with uh, Stella and, and her parents and uh, some folks came over and they had their little child with them. Actually, it was more of a, a little toddler baby, so a little younger than Stella. And the little baby reached up on a little table to grab some toy, and Stella took the baby's hand and pushed it away. I thought, oh no. Girls are bad too. Hmm. Yeah, we're all bad. <laughs> we're bad to the bone. We're sinners and we're selfish. I mean, think of all the problems we have in our culture today. Think of immorality as an example. Why do people have sex before marriage? Selfishness. Why do they commit adultery? Again, selfishness. Why do most marriages fall apart? If I had to pick one word to sum it up, selfishness. Oh yeah, we could talk about 
communication breakdown and we could talk about financial disagreements. But really, if you get to the bottom line, it's selfishness. I want that person to do what I want them to do. We won't put that person first. We want to put ourselves first. Talking about immorality, look at all the unwanted pregnancies today. And what do so many do? They go and get an abortion. What's more selfish than that? Since the passing of Roe v. Wade in the early 70s, listen to this, 58 million babies have been aborted. Let me put it more clearly. 58 million unborn children have been murdered in the womb. And to me, this is a travesty. Why? Well, the baby's a burden or an inconvenience to the mother. They say, what about when the mother's life is in danger? Yeah, but now they've become so liberal in the interpretation of that. If the mother even says, well, I just felt a lot of stress from the baby. Oh, and then you're in some kind of danger. So we'll just go ahead and abort it. By the way, more than 40% of women admit to having an abortion uh, before. So a lot of these women that are getting these abortions have done it before. And the sad thing is, is, is not only is this permitted in our culture today, but it's even encouraged. I don't know why, but I had an issue of Teen Vogue sent to my house the other day. It's probably because I, I stopped paying my subscription. No, really, I <laughs> never have signed up for Teen Vogue, but it shows up at our house. So I'm flipping through this little magazine designed for teenagers, and one headline caught my eye, and the headline said, what to get a friend post-abortion? I'm thinking, what? What kind of a magazine is this? And so this is basically an article about what to do if one of your teenage friends has gotten an abortion. Uh, they suggest that you watch the comedy, All I Want to Do, get the person a girl power hat to deal with the post-abortion physical discomfort and emotional woes. The Teen Vogue offered this counsel. She should not have to feel ashamed because she made the right choice for her situation and if she's not ready to carry a pregnancy to term, and that's okay, Teen Vogue counsels. And then the article argues she will need a ride and she will need a hug and she will need you, not because the act itself is so terrible, but because the world can be, end quote, man. To quote the British, that's just rubbish. Are you kidding me? You know what, here's the reality. Going back to a verse I quoted, James 4, let your tears for the wrong things you've done be shed. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter. You should feel bad. And if you've ever committed this sin, ask God to forgive you. And if you know a girl who is pregnant, by all means encourage her to carry the baby to term. She does not want to raise the baby has her own. There are many families standing in line more than willing to adopt that child. But it's selfishness, selfishness. It is at the root of so many problems where it's all about me. Greg Laurie pointing out the pathway to happiness and how it's not paved with selfishness, but rather selflessness. 
Now, next time on A New Beginning, we'll see just how following the world's prescription for happiness actually leads to the opposite. Pastor Greg continues his message, Upside Down Living, next time on A New Beginning. Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Upside Down Living. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast. Or for a copy on CD, contact Vision Christian Store on 1-800-005011 or go to visionstore.org.au. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.